KDB, one point. Sterling, one point. Foden, one point. And Mars, one point. Hello FPL Surgery listeners, on this episode we will go over our reactions to the game we just passed, how to catch your mini league rivals, then we'll go through listener questions which I'm sure will involve whether or not to keep the Liverpool players or not, managers thinking about dropping Jimenez, Triple United is a must that we've said since the restart, City can score goals, big shock, and Junior Stanislas is back. Okay, welcome back listeners to the 176th episode of the FPL Surgery Podcast. We are recording on Sunday the 5th of July 2020. Iceman here again, back with my co-host Stefan. Welcome back, Stefan. Thanks, James. Finally having some good transfers this week. Yes, Although my captain somehow managed to not be ideal yet again. He still uh, scored points, though. I'll take an assist from Salah. I did cheer that assist. I was quite chuffed at that. (laughs) I I felt pathetic. I was like, oh, yes. Expensive (laughs) assist. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) If you don't know who that is, this week's guest, he needs no introduction, though. A writer and regular on the podcast for Fantasy Football Scout. Several appearances on the official FPL show. He has four top 10K finishes, three top four. 4K finishes with his best being 817. Welcome to podcast as from FF Scout. Thank you. What a lovely introduction. They've got my head all fit in the room. I know, yeah. It's just, you've got to big up the guests when they come on, just to so make them feel <laughs> good about it. And then, I do feel pretty good now, thanks yeah, for that. So you should, so you should. You were saying about that assist as well. Who did you captain in the, in the end? Well, I, I avoided Liverpool together, uh, so it was pretty painful. Well, to be fair, it was the first half was all right. Yeah, Liverpool I bet you enjoyed completely... it. Yeah, I did. Everyone was sort of complaining what rubbish game it was. I was like, great, let's carry this, carry this on. <laughs> yeah. uh, I went for Fernandez captain, which which went well, 15 points. Uh, man's just an absolute machine, which is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, like it was a bit bit frustrating. I mean, Salah, you know, got his six points, and Mane's going to end up with ten. So it wasn't it wasn't ideal. But I mean, they're against Villa, so you expect him to get something. Yeah, I mean, I, I have said on the last podcast itself, I said Villa have improved at the back, even their mm. their big chances they've they've given away. And yeah, Liverpool they found it a little bit tough against them. They just couldn't quite muster things together or get anything creative going on. It was a bit lackluster. Stefan, what, what are your thoughts on Liverpool? First off, I like that uh, Alexander Arnold is such an automatic pick that you said you you avoided all Liverpool and you still have Arnold. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, Every, he, everyone's he, got him. Yeah, everyone's got Arnold. Just avoiding the attackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think Liverpool. Uh, as I talked to you guys before we started recording, that Liverpool are greater on when they're on 100% intensity, but when they drop down this 10% as they might might have done the couple of last couple of games. They uh, most of their plays seem to just crumble. Maybe they need that intensity to win the ball back high, do the pressing game, create chances of the pressing. And when they don't do that, it doesn't look great. And it will be interesting to see uh, what we will do with the Liverpool assets but going forward. They're, they're, they're different to, to City, aren't they? And the fact that their starting eleven is amazing, and their bench players like Ox and Origi and all these other guys, like, they're going to be. They're definitely going to be playing more to the end of the season. And you just wonder when they when then they're just not the same team and when their best players aren't on the team which is an obvious thing to say but I just I worry about them for now at the end of the season just just you take a couple of their key men out and they're just not they're not as good so yeah a lot of money to be paying for players who aren't necessarily going to be banging form and banging the goals in well they didn't look great today and <laughs> against City they weren't great at all so yeah yeah might be something there 
I mean, we do have a question regarding that, which we, we, I think we'll come to as soon as we hit the topic. So just uh, if you'd like to support our podcast, please do so at Patreon. Depending on what tier you come in, you do have access to our Slack channel with our amazing guests like Az, who chat FBO and help each other with their crucial decisions. You also, which Stefan highlighted to me this week, you also gain access to Stefan's planner spreadsheet, which really did help me plan my wildcard. So thank you, Stefan, for that. You're welcome. I'd just like to thank as well all the rest of our uh, patrons. Honourable mentions to Andy Portlock, Vince Paul, and Rum Frost, all pledging at the highest tier. And if you would like to support us, it's patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Right, let's get back to those topics then. Reactions to the game we just passed, which I'm sure will involve whether the Liverpool players are expendable, managers thinking about dropping Jimenez, the Triple United since the restart, you know, City, what do we do with them, and Junior Stanislas. But don't bring in any Bournemouth players. I just love Junior Stanislas. I just want to list a few key stats which I noticed before the City game. Triore was the second most underachiever in the game week with an XG of 0.77 with no return. Three of the biggest overachievers were the United assets, Greenwood, Marshall and Bruno, all with an XG below 0.5. Greenwood the biggest overachiever with 0.21 XG and he scored twice. Chelsea with the most shots this game week with the fullbacks James and Aspilicueta in the top five for touches in the opponent's half and Aspilicueta was the highest for bonus point system points for defenders with a clean sheet and an assist. So I'll come back to you then as what is your reaction to what's gone on and what what players are you looking at moving forward and we'll talk talk a bit more about Liverpool as well yeah well it was, it was a stressful one because I kind of made the decision to to go to that Liverpool attackers like I said I was I did have my finger literally on the confirm free hit button uh, oh. just before just before this game week and I thought what am I doing going without uh, Salah and Mane for this Villa game so I had them both in uh, made some other changes as well and I'd actually be I think around 12 or 13 points down on that if I'd done it and I wouldn't have Son left to play. So, yeah, pretty pleased, really. Where where did your decision come there, though? What was it that you were just thinking, oh, I'll I'll just stick with what I've got? How did you decide in the end between that? Well, I'd I'd used two free transfers, which I'd saved from from last week, uh, and I'd taken another one on top of that. So I'd I'd identified players I wanted. So I knew I wanted Greenwood. Uh, so I moved Rashford out for Greenwood. Um, I moved uh, Richarlison, who I don't want going forward, out for Sterling. Uh, and I moved Saka out for Pulisic. So those three moves seemed really strong. And obviously, yeah. when you play the free hit, you get, I'd be getting those players back in. So I'd have Rashford back in, Richarlison <laughs> back in, and Saka back in. Uh, you know, and if I wanted to do them, it would be a minus eight to, to do it. So... In the end, that was what what kind of swayed me. I thought, no, let's let's just, you know, this is just one game week. Let's get in the players that I want, sort of for the longer term, and and focus on that. So that was that was the main thing. Losing two free transfers like that is is quite a big thing. Yeah, I suppose with the Liverpool not having them, looking at the last game, does it make you want them now? Though, I mean, I've, I've, we've got a question here. I'm going to come straight to one of our first questions: Which Liverpool assets are worth keeping, and which are expendable? Of Salah, Mane, T, uh, VVD, TAA, and Robbo. So. What what are your thoughts on the Liverpool as as a whole, and are you going to be bringing them in? Yeah, I mean it's difficult because there's, because there's not many premium 
options that are, you know, I mean, you've got like Fernandez at what, 8.5, 8.6, wherever he is. Like, he's a good price. You've got players like Greenwood. like, And then you haven't got many midfielders or strikers over the kind of 10 million mark. Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking at my team and thinking, well, if I got, say I get rid of, say you've got Salah or Mane and you get rid of him, how can you use that, those funds to really upgrade your team? And it's quite difficult to do it, I find. So, I mean, I've gone for Sterling because I think he looks he looked really sharp and from what I'd seen City looked like they were kind of you know in in great form you know they, they battered Burnley okay they lost to Chelsea but then they they battered Liverpool I was quite excited about having him in as a bit of a kind of uh, different pick uh, to things but you know getting subbed at 58 minutes you risk at starting the next game you kind of you know my thoughts are that Liverpool don't look the same and, and Mane and Salah might miss miss a game or two here and there but really you've got the same risk of when you go for the city midfielders so I think if you've got them you stick with them um, I don't think I'd advise sort of lots of changing around and and you know chasing points and stuff you know I think one week Sterling could do well the next Mane could do well it's they're all you know they're, 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 there's there's a few premium options but there's risks and reward that, that come with them so yeah, I, I wouldn't be advising people to go without any Liverpool, but I think if you've got Mane or Salah, you probably stick with them, right? Yeah, are you not going to bring them in at all? Are you just leaving them now that you've got Sterling and people like that? I don't know. It depends. I mean, you know, if, if Sterling misses out this this week, you know, again, a really good home game against Newcastle, then I'm going to be tempted to want to get one of them back in for, you know, for that, um, for one of the Liverpool players for that. Uh, that game against Burnley. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not ruling it out. I want I want to sort of I want to try and bank transfers where I can and leave myself flexible. And you know the thing with these games so close together is you can kind of get a bit of a hint as to what's going to happen. So yeah. you know if say Sterling plays 90 minutes next game and Mane is on the bench, it might be worth moving Sterling out for Mane then because you assume he's going to start. So you can you can be you can try and be a bit too clever, but there might be some merit in in sort of trying to predict a little bit what's, yeah, what's going to happen it kind last. of worked with the the kdb thing a lot of people were looking at it like kdb started a lot of games he also played 90 minutes in the last game it, we were all predicting that kdb was going to be benched this game week and he was so there are things like that which you can predict which do help with you know choosing these city players with, with liverpool it's a little bit trickier though we're not quite sure who's going to like no one was expecting a Firmino bench but I think the Origi playing was did affect Salah in, in a bad mm. way because he's just not as like we were saying before the pod whether or not Klopp's going to be bringing in one or two players just to make sure that they fit in with the group and they know how to play with the team a little bit better um, Stefan I'm going to come to you so two game weeks not really playing that well Liverpool but it was against City and as I said before it was against Villa who are much improved since the restart are Liverpool now expendable Stefan uh, to answer short they are expendable but uh, I did the pretty much opposite thing from us because I brought in Mame for this game week mm. as, a, as a one game week because I believed Liverpool would use all that anger uh, from the City game and really turn it around they didn't so I was I was wrong but still even though I was wrong Mane and Salah shows why they are such good assets because City they can score six goals and if you're unlucky your guy will maybe only get an assist. However, with, if Liverpool score a couple of goals, you can be pretty sure Salah and Mane has been involved somehow. Yeah, yeah. And and it was also like that today with Mane scoring the goal and Salah got got the assist. Uh, however, they are expensive and I will be bringing Mane straight back out for De Bruyne 
it was a one week punt. I had mm. some free transfers available and I, as James said, the risk of De Bruyne being benched was too high for me to just bring him in, I think. Uh, it, it sounded too risky. Uh, but now, if I had two free transfers and Salah in my team, I would have been tempted, a bit regarding of how Kane looks tomorrow, to swap him out for maybe Kane or and some City midfielder who should start. If, if you got someone who starts, or Martial, if you don't own Martial, for example, if you don't own Pulisic, he can be a good choice. He didn't, did only get the six points, but yeah. he was he's pretty much in the box the whole game. I think. He's always attacking, yeah. isn't he? Always yeah, rushing yeah. forward. He, and he wants those goals. You can see he really wants to score, and I, I like that in players. He'll be benched next, though. <laughs> yeah, he might he might be benched, of course. Uh, so I think Salah is expensive, uh, expendable. You maybe risk uh, a lot of guys captaining against Burnley, but the rise of Bruno Fernandes, I think Bruno... He's too good of an option to be afraid of captain. You can pretty much captain him every single game, except maybe the last game week this season. So, um, so I don't think you need to stress too much with the late assets. However, I would maybe bring in more defenders. Like uh, if you have Arnold, you can bring in Van Dijk. You can add Robertson. Those, those guys Gomez, should play. Yeah. Uh, go, okay, Gomez I don't like too much. <laughs> he, he doesn't have any attacking threat. It's it's good to have the possibility. So if they if they concede a goal, you still have a chance to get some points. But with Gomez, uh, you're dead if they concede one goal. That's an easy six points, surely. <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> Mane and Salah they they're being sold ridiculously amounts at the moment. Just checking out that Mane's gone uh, twenty five thousand uh, at the moment, and Salah eighteen thousand. He dropped in price as well, didn't he, Mane last? Yeah, yeah, I took I took the price drop on Mane. Yeah, yeah. I sold I sold Sar, who was also dropping in price. I was stuck. <laughs> you you were going price, down but... either way. There was no, yeah, there was no yeah, defending yeah. it. Yeah. I could have avoided it and gone up if I went KDB, but finally we have the proof that points is more valuable than point two in the bank. Finally, right? we have the proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but they are being sold a lot, though. It just take, I was taking a look at kind of how Liverpool are getting on in the stats. So, what was you going to say there, Stefan? I interrupted. Yeah, no problem. I just said I think defenders is okay because they have don't have too many to rotate uh, all the defenders. Maybe Neko Williams gets a game, but most likely for Arnold, I guess. Robertson has pretty much no competition with Milner out. Van Dijk plays every game. Allison plays every game, uh, and other than that, so they, they don't got to concede a lot of goals either way. I think so. Defense is still the way to go for Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, looking at it from a stats point of view, they're not doing terrible but they're not doing that great i was looking at it from you know for, for attempts at the moment since the break they're fifth for attempts city are top then they're ninth for xg overall city again top smashing it at the top chelsea in second then united for defensively they're actually third for chances conceded they conceded nine against villa alone so that was maybe a little slight hangover from the city game or something wolves are actually top for chances conceded they're ninth for big chances conceded with Wolves, Brighton and United top all on one. And one stat which I did notice, which Liverpool as a team are actually top for touches of the ball. So I think it's showing that they're controlling games, but not really executing that final ball as much at the moment. Maybe they maybe they do need to get going a little bit further and they're not used to the break. I think you mentioned it, Stefan, a couple of pods ago about their first game back. They weren't ready. Do you feel like they're ready now or... Do you feel like it, they've still got a bit of a hangover? 
still hang over, hung over. Yeah. They're, they're not ready at all going forward. Nothing really clicks. Yeah, no, I agree. What about you, um, As? Well, I think the, the, the problem as well is you look at the fixtures and they don't look that great to me. Like, they've got Brighton away. We've actually been pretty solid, um, you know, since the restart and sort of all season, really. We, you know, we, 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 play, we play quite deep, got three at the back. Uh, you know, Burns an absolute colossus. So mm. crosses coming in, <laughs> we do we deal with quite quite effectively now. Um, you know, then the Burnley, uh, Arsenal, who who look like a better defensive side now. Arteta's kind of got them playing how he wants, and then Chelsea and then Newcastle. Like I can't see them steamrolling any of those those teams. You know, I think yeah. Villa the Villa at home was, was such an attractive fixture, but the rest are, are a lot tougher. And then. It seems to me the key decision is is which three United players do, do you go with, like captain one of those almost every week, and then sort of just hope the rest of your team. Because the, I just think the pool of players at the moment is quite limited. Like you, you know, you, we're talking about City, you know, not being difficult to pick which City players are going to play. You're talking about Mane and Salah as being expendable. You know, Wolves losing to Arsenal, like really surprising. But even before that, they're grinding out one nil wins. I don't know. It's it's a it's a tricky end to the season where you you want to find lots of you know nice picks, but it's it's tough. So yeah, that's that's why I said about Salah because you, you know you take the money out and spread it around your team, but trying to pick the players who are going to reap the rewards of it is 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 hard. Yeah, albeit though, like Stefan said, I think that yeah, Mane and Salah still managed to get some points, and they they just yeah. can against anyone. So you you've got to have that in the back of your head where. They could hurt you in some way, but whether or not you want to take the risk, you know that those points are going to come from either one of those two at some point. So, yeah, difficult one. I think we'll kind of come back to those questions about United and uh, other things when we get to the question. So I'm going to move it on to the next topic now. So how to catch your mini-league rival. So more of a, a strategy-based chat now so inspired by our very own slack member and patreon bananos maldonado he has asked if you have 20 to 25 points to make up in a mini league and many of those people around you have the template players would you a try to find a differential or two who look like they could boost you or b stick with the template and go with some differential captains eg marshall or greenwood next week question mark and if it's the former route who are are the under the radar picks you would recommend so we'll talk about under the radar picks as well so i think we, we need to break this down a little about what the best routes are i don't think you, you need to like choose either all these options i think you can do like a combination of the two you just need to do something which is different to the person in top spot if you want to catch them so that's the main goal here what difference is that though that is the real question let's Let's look at it from a captain perspective and use this week, for example. Bruno was the best pick this game week. He had an effective ownership of 120%. I think I can't remember it now, but... Um, it's, it's great. Yeah. Oh, it was 100%. So I think that's kind of irrelevant when it comes to mini leagues. There were other great options this game week in terms of Marshall, Rashford, Greenwood. Salah and Mane were good picks before the game week started. So does the player that you're trying to catch have all the great captain options for this game week. And if not, then for me, you captain the player who they don't have, who are most likely to score big points and hope that they don't bring them in. This is somewhat different from a differential captain. You're still going for a good captain, but it's just not who that other person has. You know, it's, it's different from the guy you're trying to catch. So 
it doesn't need to be a differential captain like Bernardo Madnado has said there. It just needs to be different from, from the top spot. This can also backfire if you don't go for the standout option, like it probably would have done this week if you didn't go Bruno and you went someone else. Or if you didn't go Bruno and you went like Greenwood, you would be quite similar, but you would still be down on that captaincy. So in this case, I think you go with the odds and just captain that player. But if they do have all the captain options then obviously it's harder as you don't know who they're going to captain so it brings the question of the differential captain overall you know the risk if bruno's ownership is high and you do not captain your chances of going down in the ranks are increased and if you do captain him it's called a, a safe captaincy and if you captain someone completely different just say like aspilaquera this game week he scored well but not as well as the popular captain in Bruno. So it was a good captaincy, but you didn't gain off of it. Going a differential captaincy is kind of the riskier move, whereas going someone who is a good captain, but not necessarily a differential captain, is probably a good option. As What are your thoughts on that as a whole? The, tr- the trouble with a differential captain, like you say, is you're relying on two things. You're, a, you're relying on your on your pick doing well <laughs> yeah so as Philoquette is an example you probably wouldn't expect a goal and an assist from him but you you know what are the chances of that really but okay you get lucky but then you're also relying on on the other picks not doing well which is why captains are such a hard I mean I don't think you know I, I think all the, the people who are you know first second third in the world there's, there's there's got to be a huge element of luck in in the in the picks they in they go for because you know they're, they're going for differential captains and picking them at times when the more the more favourite picks are, are blanking, uh, so yeah, it, it's really tricky. I mean, I think people can can overcomplicate and and overthink a bit too much when they're chasing things like that. So you know, people, I'm 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 making a few different moves to try and get into the top 10k myself. So you know, I've got Son in when I don't see that many teams with him, and I've got yeah. Sterling instead of Mane, and 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 those kind of. But I, I think you know, they they're quite, kind of quite similar. If I started going even crazier and captaining, you know captaining players like Sterling okay there's a huge reward potential from it but when you've got someone like Fernandez who every week is just scoring points to me that just kind of is one less decision to kind of have to worry about you you, you leave the captain on Fernandez and then you you, you bring in players around the sides who can make up the points I and mean, yeah. if you're trying to make up a 20 30 point lead you know you've got five game weeks left there's four points a four points a game week is nothing yeah. If you're trying to if you're trying to make up 80 90 points and you literally don't care about your rank then you have got to do something a bit different and maybe that's when captain Fernandez is enough that's when you captain someone like Sterling or Foden or you know someone with the potential to get like a 20 point haul in them but I think if you're around 20 30 points behind I think you've still got time to 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 keep the captain on the player who's most likely to haul and then sprinkle it around with with some players who because like i said the pool the pool of players is quite low i don't think any any player is essential really outside getting the the three man united players in so you know play around with with the rest of your team but i think i think you've got to leave the captaincy on on united players to the end of the season that's my first that's what i'm gonna be doing anyway yeah it sounds like a a good time i mean this is where we're talking about having differential players you know could be the way then really so let's try and think and look at it about the amount of points you can gain from a captaincy then so good captaincy this week you can get like 15 16 points extra uh, then you'd often get from like let's look at it how many points you'd gain from like a, a differential player antonio is a good differential player maybe you know someone who I've had him in a few of my wildcard teams, my wildcard drafts, but 
I haven't got him now, but looking at his scores in the last six, he's scored uh, 11, then 1, 1, 2, 12, 7. So I'm just going to quickly calculate that. Um, so that is 5.67 points per game. And then you look at Bruno, who I, I've already done his averages of the last six. So he's scored 10, 6, 9, 3, 15, 15. So that's averaging 9.67 points per game. These are the type of players that you do not want to go out. And then you go for those individual type players like Antonio, just the uh, mm. smutterings. Like you say, look at a few of them, like these type of players where you can gain like, you know, 5.67 points per game. And then you can add like about three of them. And then that's going to help you each game week, say, another 15 points. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think it's more stick with the captaincies which you know are going to score well, but like have those smutterings of differentials from those other players. What, what do you exactly. reckon? Exactly. It's, 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 sorry, I was going to say, it's, it's just kind of identifying in, in someone else's team where you can kind of make those, those switches with players who you feel could score. Because I think United are just so far above at the moment you know they're the only team who look just red hot every match so if someone's got Pulisic you go for Antonio around the same price you've got you know he's playing out of position uh you know you wouldn't you wouldn't be too surprised if Antonio did outscore him if they've got Mane you you get Sterling and hope that Sterling plays and gets a hat-trick if they've got Rashford you get Greenwood and hope that Greenwood kind of outs you know it's like these kind of sideways differentials where I think you can make up ground but I, I, I do think that the captain, you need to be going with the most reliable one. Sort of chasing massive point hauls with captains is, is something that's just burned me so many times when you've got someone so reliable uh, like Fernandes in. Yeah, I agree with that. Stefan, what are your thoughts if you're in um, Bernardo's, Maldonado, uh, Maldonado's position? What would you do? Uh, First of all, I agree that with us that 20, 25 points, that isn't very much to catch up. <clears throat> and... Uh, I also think we missed one point here. Uh, we are sort of assuming that our rivals are playing perfectly, and hence we need to do something suboptimal to catch them. But I think if you look at like five, six game weeks, I guess your opponents will make some mistakes. So you can gain a lot just by playing perfect, doing the most sensible captains uh, and the most sensible transfers. That might be enough to catch 20, 25 points and even more, I think. So I wouldn't undervalue the um, the, the playing straightforward aspect of this either. Mm. And, and in addition to that, I think it depends on the chips. Because if you have the free hit chip left, for example, and you aim to use that in gaming 38, you can play, you can try to play just pretty standard solid games, uh, game mix until 38. And then maybe do something crazy when it's all on the line and you have the freedom to choose 11 different guys from your Armenian League rivals. So that's one option if you have the free hit left. And, and other than that, I think uh, you can captain players, as you said, that the other player don't own because you don't know who is going to pick um, before the game week. So picking someone else. But, but I agree uh, other than that a bit. At this point, it's tough not captaining United players, but uh, you have a chance this game week because we we expect uh, De Bruyne to play now, for example, and Foden. And that should be a good opportunity to captain someone else than Bruno at home to Newcastle. So I would look at that as an opportunity. I, I've thought before this pod that De Bruyne captain was pretty standard. Uh, apparently, it's not. <laughs> but, uh, 
receive about that. Other than that, I have some teams uh, both ahead of me and below me in the Norwegian Elite 64 League, and I've seen a couple of those who have played their wild cards uh, have focused a bit on Chelsea. We have, we have one guy, for example, who put in both Kepa and Aspilicueta and just went without uh, City at all and put in Son, Kane and Aurier. So he's got pretty much the ultimate differential team and Captain Martial as well. So he didn't have Salah, he didn't have Mane, and no City players. So so that's one way to, to climb the ranks. And yeah, I've definitely. seen a couple of those. And Chelsea still has some good games left before it gets a bit tougher towards the end. But there's still uh, still some good game mix there to, to climb. To climb. And, and something to play for, because they're desperate yeah. for that top four. Yeah. And and if you can if you can just pick guys that are nailed on for the rest of the season, that might be enough to differentiate for you from the rivals, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree with that. Good points. Did not think I was going to hear a recommendation for, for Kepper on this spot. It's just an example. Stefan comes out of random ones. It's <laughs> it's great. Well, to hear. I, 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 next week. But I've been looking at Kepa as well because I'm in a situation where I'm. Um, I had the bench boost left and I have an injured Leno on my bench. So I need to make a goalkeeper transfer somewhere down the line. And the week Pope plays Liverpool away, that's the week. So I'm going to choose one goalkeeper there, be it uh, Ederson, Allison, and now maybe even Kepa, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the worst uh, save percentage in the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the worst save percentage. That's exactly the start which I saw today. The yeah. most expensive goalkeeper, but yeah, the but, worst but the save percentage. Is, the thing is, it, it, it's, uh, it brings up a good point, I think, because if you want to catch your rivals, if you try to go without a single City player and you are lucky in, in that uh, the players who are most captained are benched or maybe even De Bruyne blanks a game that is heavily captained, that's the way to really make huge gains, I think, uh, towards the end of the season. The same goes a bit for Salah, but I guess he will be sold quite uh, by quite a lot now. So, so that's not maybe too good of a differential. But if you avoid City and be lucky like today, that can be something to aim for. Yeah, yeah. Good point. So I think let's let's move it on now. I think we've covered that quite well. So uh, topic number three is, okay, time for... Uh, we've got the listener question, sorry. And... The first one here is from the Hitman. He's saying, is it time to jump off Jimenez? If so, who would be the best replacement? Is Vardy a good option now that he's over his scoring drought? And also FPL Vader saying thoughts on Jimenez to Dini to target Norwich. Now, everyone's looking at Jimenez. Az, what, what's your first first thoughts on Jimenez and whether or not to remove or do you have him? I have him, yeah. My, my first thoughts are, you know, I know he's blanked against Arsenal, Um and he banked against Villa as well, didn't he? So, so two banks in a row. But he's yeah. normally so so reliable as an option. You know, he's he very very rarely gets subbed off. So complete opposite of someone like Yotta, who uh, is always getting subbed off at sixty minutes or not starting. And he's in a Wolves team which are, are really in the hunt for the top four spot. And when there isn't really that many striking options to choose from, I, I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit kind of bit too reactive to, to be thinking about taking him out. I mean, yeah. I, I just really like him. I just really like him. And, and you know, you, you can see he's got, he's got a great understanding with Traore when he comes on and, you know, two goals uh, he scored of both being from sort of carbon copies 
of each other from, from trailways crosses. Uh, and I mean, who do you get? I mean, you're looking at Greenwood and Rashford, who I think are both both good options. You could go for someone like Kane, I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, but I mean, outside of those three, there isn't really anyone else that I like the look of. So yeah. I, I just think it's a bit of a waste of a transfer person. I think you know you're looking you're looking to to get in players from teams who have got something to play for. Uh, I know he's had a bad result, but. I fancy him to, to to get a couple more goals before the end of the season. Yeah, I I totally agree. Obviously, the last two games, I'm not going to say it again, but Villa looked better. So uh, they only got the one um, they only got the one goal against Villa, didn't they? Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, uh, yeah, one nil. Yeah. yeah, it was one nil. So yeah, the, obviously their defense really kept them out against Arsenal. Arsenal just have changed their system and just seems to nullify games at the moment. So I think. That you know he had a hard time, but um, they did have their chances against Arsenal. He just didn't get them. So it was just just two games, two games blanking, and everyone's just on the bandwagon of yeah, let's all remove. What would you recommend, Stefan, about him? Is well, I, I own him and I am stuck with him for the rest of the season. Uh, I think because I need to worry about that goddamn bench boost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think he's, he's an okay asset, but. I think you can turn it around the argument because versus West Ham, he wasn't very good until Traore did his magical little thing and set up Jimenez. Versus Bournemouth, he wasn't very good. Wolves wasn't very good until Traore did his magical thing and set up Jimenez. (laughs) And then Traore stopped doing his thing and uh, Jimenez blanked and he didn't get much of anything. No shots, uh, no big chances, pretty much nothing. And Wolves are, they don't look great going forward. So I think it's okay to sell him. And I, I'm much more excited watching uh, Southampton and Danny Ings, for example. And uh, like the game they had today, they play like a team possessed. And uh, if they mm. keep up that kind of form, I think that might be a good shout until the end of the season. Although they still have a couple of tricky fixtures uh, against Everton and Manchester United. But then again, thirty-six. United. It looks good for Ings, doesn't yeah, it? Because they, yeah. they've got Brighton at home, Bournemouth, and Sheffield. You, you say Brighton, so. but you say Brighton. They, they are good now, Brighton. Yeah, <laughs> South, South Coast derby, though. Yeah, true. You know, it's all, all form goes out the window, doesn't it? Mm. I think giving him a couple of games more could be okay. Then switch to Ings. Yeah. If this doesn't work out, other than that, I still support. If you have two free transfers, Jimenez, Kane. If Kane looks good. Uh, versus Everton, or sort of decent, and so, uh, thumb that with Salah money or something. I think that could still work. Just yeah. get Kane. In. I, I agree. <laughs> and and Vader, you should not get Dini. Just just don't do it. Oh God, no! Forget about Watford. Uh, yeah, the six million player you can. Uh, okay, I don't know who you can choose. Just it, not Dini. It, it, it'd be Greenwood <laughs> if you if you haven't got him. <laughs> Yeah, probably the best best option there. Um, let's move it on then. So I think we covered Jimenez, uh, Jimenez, Jimenez, uh, more or less. We've got another one here from Emma. So she's going saying uh, best defenders to replace uh, Sice, Lascelles, and other budget defenders if clean sheets are more secure. Uh, As who, who do you reckon on defenders? Wants to get rid of Wolves, even though they're still. Um, they're top for big chances conceded, along with um, Brighton as well, which you seem to target that game. But yeah, the uh, who, who do you reckon for defenders, budget defenders at the moment? Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, Wolves, Wolves defense has has been pretty solid, except for that, that that really surprising result against Arsenal. But I mean, they're not the only team to be 
to, to, to surprise us. So I think I think Sace at four point seven and and Bolly at four point eight are still are still great value. Uh, you know, clean sheets. A lot of the teams, you know, with with budget defenders are finding it quite hard to to keep clean sheets. So that there isn't a kind of a real abundance of. of players I'd recommend uh, Holgate uh, uh, Everton yeah. uh, I quite like the look of I mean you know they've got Ancelotti the manager who's you know sort of a, a, a world famous tactical manager and you know has, has a great record with, with teams and defence and he's Italian so obviously his teams know how to defend so I think Holgate's 4.3 or something so yeah. I think you know it, Everton have looked sort of quite decent since, since the recent they kept um, they kept uh, Liverpool out in that in that first game back uh they've they've beaten norwich they've beaten leicester so yeah i think you know they, they might they're almost on the beach a bit because they haven't really got anything to play for but i think they all kind of want to see where this project goes and i think a lot of them are kind of playing for their future because they've had they've, they've underachieved i think um quite a lot this season uh and you know they've got ancelotti in who's who's going to be backed pretty heavily in the transfer market so uh, i think i think they're going to have to you know, show show him they deserve to stay in the squad yeah. uh, next 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 year. So yeah, I think after after Spurs, Everton have got a decent run to the end of the end of the season with Southampton, Wolves, Villa, Sheffield United, Bournemouth. I can see some clean sheets in there. So I think Holgate would be my pick. I, I agree with that totally. I've, I've I've got him in my team around. He was in my wildcard team. But one player which I do want you to talk more about, who I brought in and I hoped for starting, and he did, and he got me a nice five points. Is Lamptey from Brighton? Oh now, yes. Now I mentioned again that Brighton are still up there for big chances conceded, doing well on the stats in terms of defensively, and he seems to be playing well and going forward as well. What What are your thoughts on him? How, what does he look like for Brighton? I, I can't, I haven't actually seen him to be honest. But he is—he is an absolutely brilliant signing for us. I mean, I, I don't know if you know he—he he was at Chelsea. Yeah. He was at Chelsea. He got offered a, a sort of a bumper contract to Chelsea, like a youngster contract. Uh, I think he realised he—it was pretty obvious he wasn't going to get in the kind of head of a Reese James and uh, and that. So he decided to leave uh, to play first team football. So he's—he's he's obviously hungry, like to play minutes. He's gone to Brighton to play. So I don't think you've got any risk of of him not playing he's a million times better than Montoya uh, at right wing back uh, he's just he's made for that role he's so quick he's so talented I mean he got he got you five points against Norwich I mean he only got five because he got booked because he was being fouled every you know couple of minutes uh, you know he, he gets the ball he's, he's very he drives forward a lot he's really really quick uh, I really like him. I mean, two really bad games about as bad as it gets Liverpool and City <laughs> next yeah but uh, after that and then, yeah, and then after that, I mean, Southampton. I think that that could that could go either way. But then I think that Newcastle and Burnley game, and you know, for four million, uh, you could do a lot worse. And I think it's perfect for for people who've got their bench boost left, or people that are free hitting, uh, you know, to get him in because I think for four million, he's he is the standout. It's 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 a it's an amazing price for him. He won't be four million next year, but if he comes in at four point five, he's he'd probably be my team. Yeah, I agree with that. Obviously, I've got him in, but I've, I've looked at Stefan's plan out and I think I'm only starting him this game week at the moment. But good uh, bench boost option. I'm actually bench boosting him against Liverpool. So I'm just hoping for something there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's just because my other players have got really good game week uh, fixtures in that game week. So I've just thought, well, may as well play it. He seems to be starting at the moment. It's my best opportunity. What about you then, Stefan? Uh, budget options listed Holgate and Lundstrom there. Who else are you thinking? First off, I think uh, size is still the best budget option. So I wouldn't sell size for uh, either way. I I'll think just... Wolverhampton. 
may Good. have the best uh, fixtures to go until the end of the season with regards to clean sheet possibilities. Oh, you reckon? You reckon they're, they're um, going to be yeah, on the clean Sheffield, sheet run now? Sheffield, Sheffield United, Everton, Burnley, Crystal Palace, those are all, all cleanable. And Chelsea, the yeah. last yeah, game, yeah. When, when a European game can be on the line, that might not be too bad either. But if, if, if you're going to pick a cheap defender, I think at this point, if you have spots in your City trio, Eric Garcia, 4.5. Yeah. And it looks like he is going to play... Uh, I can't guarantee he's going to play every game, but it looks like he's going to play quite a lot, at least, because he, he played against Arsenal. He got injured, some kind of head injury, and sat out versus Burnley and Chelsea. But now he has come back and played... 290 minutes versus Liverpool and Southampton. Looks pretty good. And it's obvious that Pep sees something in him that he doesn't see in, say, Otomendi. So I think he should keep Otomendi on the bench at least. So that would be my pick. 4.5 million, Garcia. Yeah, he was in one of my drafts beforehand, but then I removed him to get Mars and to you know earn that lovely one point I got from Mara's this <laughs> thank you for that very much uh, but it's not just about one game week is it it's about the rest of them and hopefully Mara's can repay me more uh, but yeah he's a uh, I do think he's a good pick he looks like he's got trust in him you, you never know with Pep you're never going to but it's almost worth a punt to go for that value pick I had a couple of value picks in a couple of my drafts in, in Gomez and Garcia just thinking well I'll just plug for those clean sheets because you're not really gonna you're looking for much more are you but yeah, you are still hopeful that they've got some clean sheets towards the end of the season as well thoughts on Garcia as yeah I mean like Stefan says you've got the Risk with with Otamendi and Stones, I think is is. I mean, he's he's awful. Don't get me started <laughs> on John Stones, but uh, I think he is he is fit at least. Um, so you know he he could play. And then you've got Fernandinho, who's been playing at centre back. So there are quite a few players who who could come in. But uh, be interesting to see if if Pep is is going to use this as an opportunity to really get him some minutes. And you know, and and, and I mean, surely they're going to buy a new centre back in the in the summer. I think that's the thing that really costs them the league. Uh, this year is is Laporte getting injured and you know having to do a makeshift defence of Fernandinho and Otamendi for large parts. I mean, it's no wonder they <laughs> they concede yeah. uh, concede goals. So I think I think whatever happens, they're, they're going to be buying. You know, they're going to be spending some money to is their real weakness. Uh, but you know, like you say, if if Garcia does show something over the remaining games, and maybe perhaps giving him this opportunity to to show what he can do, so. You know, it can be a bit less pressing to to buy someone because there's a you know short turnaround between this season and next season. So you might be thinking maybe he needs to get some experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that kind of nicely moves on, on to the next question. And so Mark at Mbison twenty two is saying, is Triple Man City United attack the best way forward from now on until the end of the season, or should we make room for the likes of Antun- Antonio and Pulisic? What do you reckon then, Stefan? Do you reckon the Triple United and City is the best way? Triple United, 100%. So I think uh, Van Bissaka did a great job the couple of games he got uh, a couple of holes. But I think United showed again this week and how they're vulnerable at the back. Um, Bailly came in to play for Lindelof. I don't know if Lindelof is out for a while, but if he is, that wouldn't strengthen United's defense at all, I think. Uh, so, and, and it's just... Yeah, and it's just and it's just nice to watch those offensive guys play play at the moment. Even as a Liverpool fan, I can actually enjoy uh, how they attack nowadays. 
think wow. it's, uh, it's it's okay. We won the league, so I can enjoy. Yeah. it. <laughs> I was going to say, Stefan, I'm telling. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's uh, I like Bruno. It's hard to not like Bruno, for example, and Marcial is starting to look good. Greenwood looks to be maybe the next big thing, although of course he has just had a few shots, so he will. He won't score on any sh- uh, every shot, of course, but he, he looks promising for his age, and it's fun to watch him. So, Triple United attack, I'm all for that. And Triple City, you run the risk of... Uh, we talked about it last time, James, I think. Uh, you can either argue for zero City players or triple City players. Yeah. And with zero, you just hope for rotation. <laughs> and with uh, three, you just hope to win the rotation lottery. So, uh, I think it's it's tough to choose between City players who are rotation risks versus other guys that are nailed on for 90 minutes, like Son or Kane or um, Full Six, for example. He should play a lot if Chelsea wants to uh, want to get that top four. So it's uh, I'm not made up about City yet. I wouldn't go triple City attack. I think I would just uh, rather spend maybe a spot in defense, or you could even argue for the goalkeeper there as well. I'm all into goalkeepers now. <laughs> uh, I think Ederson could beat some lights points. Garcia, Laporte maybe should play. Those guys are pretty solid. And you can sprinkle it with uh, the Bruyne, the Foden. Just pick your pick your poisons. I, I wouldn't pay the premium price for, say, Sterling. Because I, I'm not careful to captain Sterling. And I think for 12 million, you can pretty much get the same value maybe for Mars or Foden. Uh, either of those can hold, of course, uh, just as Sterling can, but at a cheaper price. But I, I don't think people sit there attack, but I think people United attack. That's the way to go. Yes. Yeah, so I've, I've got to Gea, uh, and I hate myself for getting him. <laughs> uh, it's that typical thing, isn't it? You, you know, the, you, I kind of didn't realize when I got him just how how good United would be. And I, I wanted to kind of tap into their defence because they look quite solid. And I thought, oh, a triple attack. I'm not going to want that. That seems a bit excessive. But now you look at them and you think, God, you, it, it, what I love about them is, is that, you know, Martial is, is playing out of position. You've got Fernandez on, you know, on, on all the set pieces and scoring for open play. You've got Greenwood at just such a crazy price. You've got Rashford when I don't think there's many strikers, you know, um, that are worth considering. So he, he kind of, he, he, you know, he takes a spot from there. So, there's just so much I like about them, and and I'm looking to to get rid of De Gea and and try and and try and get probably go for Martial alongside Fernandez and and Greenwood. So I think the the triple up there is is great. I, I think there is you know there, there is still value in in maybe if you've got like sort of Wan Bissaka or Maguire, uh, you you could consider keeping them because I think there is going to be clean sheets and Wan Bissaka is looking a bit better with, with a couple of assists in the last few games. Uh, Maguire's got the threat from set plays, but yeah, I I, I do regret going for for De Gea. Uh, not least because he just looked awful. <laughs> he was mm. awful for ages. Um, City is a really tricky one. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to advise because they're so. The thing is, they're so all or nothing. Um, yeah. Like like you said earlier, Stefan. Top like four you, metrics, as I asked. Yeah, it. top four metrics, but you know they score six goals, and you you could easily get an assist one of them so at least if you're getting a couple in you you, you kind of you know back in <laughs> back in one of them to start and score and, and like that. but then you get a result like today and you know I, I, I was really excited when I saw Sterling was starting because I thought 
this this looks a great game for him. Like Southampton, I know they're, they're quite strong, but they're, they're not that strong at home. Uh, you know, City are coming off the back of that Liverpool win where they looked absolutely amazing. I thought Sterling, since the restart, has been sort of a real shining light for, for City. He's looked really, really up for it and keen. And when you actually look at his, his kind of goals and assists this season, they're they're pretty poor, I think, by his standards. I mean, only, only four assists for Sterling no, in the good, league yeah. all season compared to uh, 15 last season, 17 the one before that and 14 the year before that. So, you know, I thought... You know, he's coming back quite hopefully quite fresh and and looks to kind of build up some of these tallies but yeah really disappointing him getting subbed off at 58 minutes and i think you just kind of have to strap yourself in and, and accept that's that's going to happen uh, i think two's enough I, I think you pick like you say you pick your poise and you pick two players i think de bruyne is just so such a good pick i think i i see teams without him and i kind of do think what are you doing <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done with, I'm done with not having the <laughs> yeah. bring him in this, this was the last it. it was the last game and I was crouched on the co- crouch down oh, no. on the couch on the last free kick today in the game <laughs> and I was like oh it's gonna happen yeah. <laughs> it's, gonna it's, happen. The, it's the penalties I mean he was already yeah. amazing but getting the penalties as well yeah. I mean that is just such a huge a huge boost to him and I mean I'm personally I'm, I'm happy with Sterling because I, I do think he lo- he's looked the brightest I think even even today uh, he was a good solid 58 minutes for him where he looked really lively. Uh, he, he very nearly got a, an assist. Uh, Ings, I think, did an amazing block um, to stop a tap-in. Oh, they, they pummeled six. him, though. Like, yeah. Let's not yeah. get this wrong, everyone. Like 74% possession. It was six, uh, 26 shots, I think, they had against Southampton as well. They were all over him, but they just couldn't quite open the gates, could they? And yeah, it's quite frustrating. But another day that you they would end up, you would end up with loads of points. And you just you look at their fixtures going forward, and I'm you know if you're chasing, then yeah, three United, three City, I think go for it because they've got the fixtures. They've got Newcastle, Brighton, Bournemouth, Watford, and Norwich next. Yeah, there, there are going to be goals in that. It's just whether or not your players are going to play and whether or not they're going to get sixty minutes and. Uh, you know, whether or not they can open up the floodgates like they have done other teams like Burnley already since the restart. So yeah, I, I think, you know, if, if you're chasing, then go for it, but I would be in the same boat as you two. I'll probably go a little bit more conservative and maybe go Mares and Foden if you like holding, or maybe, you know, or De Bruyne even. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's not an easy one. I agree that, yeah, the three United is, it's almost a must. You look at, their fixtures as well. Villa, Southampton, Palace, West Ham, Leicester, still all scorable games and they're just looking so good. So yeah, um, I, I agree the the attack is the way to go, but don't necessarily move away from wan or Maguire. Uh, but yeah, De Gea, uh, as, it was just a bit yeah. random. I, yeah, well, keep not... uh, yeah, keep wan uh, and Maguire as well, just because it, it's too much to use two transfers if you... Okay, maybe if you have two luxury transfers, you can you can spend them. But I'll be more inclined to move out the gear. Yeah, my reason for having De Gea, <laughs> there, there is there is a bit of there is a bit of you know sense in in the I I pretty much decided on the three um, defenders I wanted to play every week, and that was Doherty, Aurier, and Alexander Arnold, because I thought the three of those are, have got amazing fixtures to the end of the season. I can play them every week, uh, and they're all ridiculously attacking. Uh, they're the three most attacking, um, you know, d- defenders in the game. So I kind of thought, well, if I'm going to be playing those three each week, and I still want to tap into the Man U defense, then De Gea is the kind of the route 
to go. That was my thinking. It was on the wild card a few weeks ago. Uh, now I'm thinking, you know, screw the Man United defence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 get in three of their attackers. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was sensible at the time anyway. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, going to move on to the next question then. So Mark at Bison 22 another question. Thank you, Mark. So uh, is a minus eight worth it at this stage of the season? Is there enough time left to recuperate the points back from the hits? Now, Stefan, you've got a direct answer for this one now, haven't you? I'm against the minus eight. I don't yes. like it. The exception for minus four, I can stretch to minus four. And if I had point two more in the bank... I could have been would have been able to do Salah, my Mane to De Bruyne and Jimenez to Kane ahead of Burnley at Bournemouth. So that hit I might have taken, but probably not even that one. Yeah, what, what so about pinpointing these few, fixtures then? Yeah, too few game weeks to catch the points, I think. But what about all these teams playing like of Bournemouth who are terrible and yeah, but it might not Watford. be Kane might blank against Bournemouth, you never know. Yeah. Kane's going to get a hat-trick and he's going to boost me up the rankings. As what do you reckon then? Jimenez <laughs> is going to crush Sheffield United. Mm. <laughs> well, my, my kind of, my first instinct is is no, because uh, you know the, the thing with, with taking hits is that it's, it's normally not just for one game week. You, you know, you take a hit for like a long-term solution to, to, to problems within your team and where you think you're going to make the most use out of it. I mean, you might get away with it at this stage because you, know, you take him this and you've got kind of five weeks. But as, as the game weeks tick down, you're, you're really running out of time to, to really get the benefit from, the, from that hit if, if it doesn't pay off straight away. Uh, that said, though, I think there, there is some merit in considering it if you're downgrading someone who's really expensive. So if you if say say you, you think to yourself, OK, I, I watched, I've watched Liverpool over the last two games. I don't think they're going to do well from now to the end of the season. They're going to grind up someone that wins. Mane and Salah aren't worth the money. So... You take the money out of Mane and Salah and you spread that money around your team. Uh, and that is when a hit can, can pay off. Because, you know, if you're upgrading players like Saka, I know he scored, but, you know, Saka to someone, uh, to Foden, or if you're you're going for Pulisic, or if you're getting Martial because you've only got two Man United players, the, the money can be used quite well in, in that kind of thing. So an example of that is, is I used the money from Rashford. I think I said this at the start. Um, I sold Rashford for Greenwood, which saved me five million. And with that money, I was able to upgrade Richarlison and uh, Saka to Sterling and Pulisic. So that was for a four-point hit. I'd probably still do that move for an eight-point hit, you Oof. know, because I think I think those those three players are going to comfortably outscore the other three by eight points from now until the end of the season. So I think I think that you know you, you can make a case for it. Um, if you if you're going to be if, if if you're going to be spreading money around your team like that, if it's like for like and you're not in, you know making big upgrades, then I wouldn't consider it. So uh, kind of nicely moves us on to the next question then from uh, Jens, is it Stefan uh, at uh, JJS one? So he's saying, would you downgrade Rashford to Greenwood? So you've you've done that as so yep. you you say yes to this question most Absolutely. certainly. You see, I mean, we, we spoke about it last pod, Stefan, regarding Rashford and Greenwood. And I still think overall that Rashford's a better option than Greenwood. But the money that you save that can be spent elsewhere. Why though? Sorry? Oh. Why? Why, why? Why is, why is Rashford? The well, option of Greenwood? As you can see, he's still on pens. You know that he's scored 
multiple goals in games before. He's well proven. Green was doing really well at the moment, so obviously everyone's going to board that train. But I can see a few games where Rashford's going to score better than Greenwood towards the end of the season. You don't know, but it's, it's that money as well. It's just it's too much of a bargain to miss out on. Us. It's why that he, you know, Greenwood's the better option for FPL. But for if you were choosing, if they were both the same price, I think at the moment I'd still choose Rashford. You look at the X, yeah. XG from the last game with Greenwood, you know, 0.12. So he's had a couple of chances. He did really well with them. He's flying at the moment. He's got that confidence. And I think that does, you know, that happens with players when they're in form. They, they've scored in the previous game. They feel like they can score in any game from any shot. So he's on top of the world. So it's, it is Greenwood at the moment, but I still think that Rashford can score better than him in other game weeks. I see. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm kind of the. Op- I, 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 I think. I think they're both so similar in terms of what they can give you because they're both strikers, kind of playing almost out wide. Yeah. But Greenwood is the far more clinical finisher of the two. Uh, and you know, if they're the same price, yeah, completely. But they're not. It's just such a massive gulf in price between yeah. them. Uh, and I think Fernandez, Greenwood, and, and Martial are just are just the three strongest players to pick, regardless. Uh, it's my own thoughts. What, what, um, what I'm trying to say here is that don't discount Rashford altogether like people are kind of thinking, you know, Greenwood's the better option, so it must be Greenwood. But if you're, if you don't need to do the move type of thing, I wouldn't say that it's a move that necessarily has to be done. No. If you can't use the money, if, if you're looking at your team, you're thinking, if I, even if I got that five million, you know, could I even spend it well? Then I think stick with Rashford. Um, I think if you can use the money, I think it's it's just such a sensible, such yeah. a sensible switch. I think. Yeah. yeah, Stefan. Yeah, I had the option to go with either Rashford or Greenwood this week, but for me, I couldn't look past the the extra money because getting Greenwood in, instead of Rashford uh, allowed me to get Mane in uh, this week, and I will get De Bruyne in on that spot next week. And if I didn't do that, my only route to KDB would have been to sell Martial. For Bruno, but of course uh, that would have been a tough sell at this stage of the season. So or I don't sa- think. Or Salah. Yeah. So for me, when you say the best pick, I, I include price in that uh, yeah. in that uh, argument. And given the price, I think Greenwood is the best pick. Even though Rashford will most likely score more points than Greenwood until the end of the season. I agree. Yeah. So, but I think you, you can do much more with the extra money to. Go and, uh, I think go the double up of them is, is really nice. Going for a Rashford and Greenwood double up, which I'm not seeing that much of. I think everyone's talking about the replacement of Rashford for Greenwood, but actually, if you're yeah. looking for something a bit different, have them both together. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so you could you could argue for if you've got a couple of them now and I'm going to add the third, you could argue that you can sell uh, like Jimenez maybe for yeah. Greenwood. Yeah, yeah, and then use the money elsewhere somewhere exactly. on the pitch. Yeah, just quick. So point that, that's on. a decent thing. I think uh, Rashford is is pretty decent value still. He's he's just been a bit maybe a bit unlucky. He was like a couple of inches offside for the one goal, maybe even just one inch. And if he had scored that goal, he would have matched Greenwood most likely. He's also lucky with that penalty though. Yeah, I, only, I he, really thought uh, I thought it was going to be saved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he does love missing penalties as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he did take a free kick from Bruno also. So Bruno doesn't take everything. Mm. Uh, Rashford will get his chances and he gets half the pence, although now the next one is Bruno's. That even just strengthens Bruno, I guess. They're a nice but couple, those two. They like to share. Yeah. And he, he created a big chance for uh, Bruno as well. 
uh, Rashford did. So he's he's much more involved than Greenwood, but at the at the, for the price, Greenwood is unbeatable to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I know you were saying about selling him, him um, Jimenez, but I did have a quick look. In the last seven game weeks, he has averaged five points per game, and for that price, I think stick with. I think people are really moving away from him in droves, and I don't think it's necessarily the right thing. Anyway, let's let's move on. I'm dying for a wee, so gonna move off now, and we'll be right back for the Arsenal's piss. Welcome back from the Iceman's Piss Break. We're going to talk about partner chat now. So Mikael Topfam's algorithm. So I've just wildcarded and he is saying with a newly played wildcard, saving is the default route. And with no injuries, the answer is easy. But he did criticise me here. He said, more general, the team would be more optimised having another big defender and managing with less funds in the front eight. Now I disagree, Mikael, but we've disagreed nearly all season and you're about 10k and I'm just really low down. But if you want to uh, follow Mikhail, it's patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm for just $1.50 a month. We're also partnered with Fancy Football Hub. We've got a trial going on, so join up there. It's fancyfootballhub.co.uk. I'm not going to say that too loudly because we've got the rival FF Scout as on at the moment, so uh, never mind. So we're, <laughs> we are also partnered with FPL Doodles at FPL Doodles 1. He produced some great drawings on our latest tweet, which you'll see with the podcast. Right, Traptains then, transfers and captains and the best choice of captain. As, who are your Traptains? Well, I'm sorry to be really boring, but I am going to be uh, the most boring you could ever be. I'm not going to make any transfers, and I'm going to captain Fernandez. Uh, but sorry, there's, there's, I, I want to kind of make this more interesting for you guys in the podcast, but I, I don't really know how I can sell that any better. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's really, really dull. You're not <laughs> tem- tempted I, by a, um, a city player, De Bruyne? Yeah, De Bruyne. De Bruyne would be the one who. who is he, he's a consideration, but I just think Fernandez is just so good. It's the security, it's the security as well. Like you just know he's going to start, and you know he's he just delivers every week. And De Bruyne, you've got that slight risk of of him not starting, and you've got the risk of him going off early. And and I don't know. It, it's it's I can see I can see why people would be considering De Bruyne, but Fernandez. I've had such a rough season with captains that. Having someone like Fernandez is just so nice for me to be able to give him the armband and just probably get some points from him. That I think I'm just going to ride that wave till the end of the season. So yeah, pr- pretty dull. <laughs> you you weren't put off by me bigging up Villa and their defence. Only five big chances conceded so far since the restart. Not really. I I just I just don't think they're going to survive. No. And I just, I just, I, that front three of United at the moment is just so powerful. And with Fernandez and Pogba pulling the strings, there's, there's no way they're going to keep them out. I just, I just can't see it. Yeah, fair enough. What about you then, Stefan? What's your thoughts? I'm going to make the exciting transfer of Mane to De Bruyne. Oh, nice. I can finally go back to watching City without sweating. 
You'll sleep better as well, guarantee. Uh, I will only have the Brian from City. That's that's all. And I, I thought before the pod and before I even talked to anyone on Twitter or something, I thought, okay, De Bruyne is a automatic captain now that he's been benched for Southampton. And also, given how City struggled without him, even though they, they probably should have scored a bunch of goals, they didn't. So that will play into another loss when De Bruyne didn't start. So I think Pep is going to start him for sure now, and that makes him uh, the captain for me. The, the the worry I would have is I, I didn't watch the FA Cup game against Newcastle, but I saw his positioning and the heat map from him, and he looked to be playing pretty deep that game. And also when it came onto onto the pitch versus today, he also sat back a bit. But that is outweighed by the free kicks, penalties now, corner kicks, and that's um, everything. everything. Yeah. So um, I won't. He won't play like versus Liverpool. He plays like basically an attacker. Uh, I, I guess he will sit a bit more deep against Newcastle. But even though I fancy him to give me at least something, and United, I own both Martial. Rashford, no, Martial, Bruno and Greenwood and that would be enough I think I don't need to go for the extra captain there as well and I, I might pick Bruno but I might pick the wrong one again, I could have, should have picked maybe Martial, I, I did pick Bruno the one time he blanked and I went off him and he started scoring again so maybe I should switch back but for me I'm just going to go with my first thought and that was De Bruyne Okay, okay then he's playing Newcastle at home so, yeah, to say oh, yeah. and uh, Mikhail was kind. He did just update our the captaincy for the MiG-34, and De Bruyne is, in fact, on top. Ooh. So he's the, the main That's one to the have confirmation bias, the confirmation bias. <laughs> if you trust the, the algorithm. The yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Trusting the captain option when the algorithm agrees with what I thought. Okay, that's a match made in heaven, I hope. So <laughs> De Bruyne for me. I think it's, it's pretty 50-50 between... I think it's just that little bit. I just really like the fact that United have that extra motivation. That, yeah. that to me, that to me is just what swings it to United. You know, yeah. while while they're still in this hunt and he's playing as well as he is, and they've got these great fixtures. That just that little. I just think if even if it's that little ten percent extra that the United players are going to get, I just think that puts them above um, a lot of the other picks at the moment, personally. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say De Bruyne's a bad option at home to Newcastle for a second. Uh, and Bruno is also a great option. No one's going to say it's a bad option. So it's it's just it's time to get lucky. Yeah, <laughs> so someone is, will be lucky. Which Please is exa- exactly why that my captaincy is currently on Kane against Bournemouth away. <laughs> yeah. <Go> so <laughs> I, you you say there are fifty fifty options. Come on, Kane. He's the perfect. There's lucky though, and then there's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bournemouth are doing awful. So I I feel yeah, like no, because no, I'm no. so far behind as well, and I just believe that I, I'm you know going to watch the game tomorrow. See how see how it gets on. But yeah, I just think against Bournemouth. There's going to be some goals there, and Jose really wants Kane to do well now. Now that he's put his neck on the line again with something stupid that he said in the media, but yeah, it's got to be Kane for me. And also, I am uh, holding my transfer, so I'm not doing anything. And I'm also going to play my bench boost. I have three. I mean, I've lined up my bench as I would normally. I would have Martinez for Arsenal against Leicester at home. They Arsenal seems to be playing well. Leicester weren't. They did play well in the last game though, but it was against was it Watford. Um, I've also got Greenwood, they're playing Aston Villa I've got Diop, playing Burnley at home and Lamptey is my probably worst player on the bench playing Liverpool at home, but you, you never know, do you? 
So that's me for this game week uh, with Kane. Looks like my captain. I may change it to Bruyne. I'm not quite decided on it. Going to move on now to the leagues then. So I'm going to list, we haven't listed the leagues for a while. So our Patreon league, third in our Patreon league is Emma FPL. He, she's in our Slack channel. Loads of chat in there. Thank you, Emma. Well done. Third place at the moment. And Matt Seward is currently in second and with Jeff Holt still in third. We also got to announce who won the month of June and it was Jonathan Erez. So well done, Jonathan. A prize will be on its way to you and eventually I'll send you that shirt, which I owe you, Stefan. So you'll get that soon, <laughs> as soon as I can get to the post office. Um, do you want to read out the top 10 for the Surgery Podcast League, Stefan? Yeah, so tied for ninth is uh, Future Shu. That's a, okay, I think it's a Chinese name maybe, Future Shu. Joachim Schermidal, that one though, he sounds Norwegian. Eighth place, Luko Truman. Seventh, David Anand. Sixth, Daniel Ray. Fifth, Alex Nielsen. Fourth, Lars Jürgen Benson. Third, Adi Mansour. Second, Theodor Ekbakke. And in first place, I haven't seen this name before. Maybe he's new, or maybe I don't remember good uh, for March. Hmm. But it's Jake Gallagher is in front, ahead of the Spurs uh, Everton game, of course. But he has an 11-point lead, and it looks like he has Holgate to play tomorrow. Yeah, Captain Marshall. So, yeah, great captaincy there. We also have Fernandez and Mane. Yeah, well done, Jake. See if you can keep that up towards the end of the season. Right now, uh, if you want to join the league as well, it's CCCJK2. Right now for the feedback box, we have one here from Nuclear Atoms. He's saying, listening to your podcast are doing wonders for me. I've got all three of my captain picks right since the restart. Keep up the great content now. Thank you, Nuclear. We don't have any Alexa's afterthoughts, unfortunately, but we do have another question. One from Mark at mbison22 is saying, freaking love this video, James. I posted an interesting video of the Scoutcast <laughs> theme tune, but why aren't you air drumming to the righteous dum-dum and drum beats? Well, I was I was driving, so you know, <laughs> you can't do it all. Uh, in response to this, well, we need Az to record a video of himself playing the air guitar like Brian May to the theme tune of FPL Surgery. Now, as what do you reckon? Bring it on, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> you're going to get lucky if you see me doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that's, a, that's the FPL Rockstar's bag, isn't it? So I'm not going not gonna to take that away from him. Oh, you chickened out of that one. <laughs> well, I do, uh, anyway, I'd like to thank you for coming on, As You've been brilliant as usual, as I thought you would. Cheers, me, guys. Good to be back on here. Yeah, wh- where, where do people find you? What's your Twitter? Uh, at ffscout underscore as and you're always on the scoutcast mostly as well is that you're going to be on the next one uh yeah it's all a bit it's all a bit crazy at the moment because um the, the deadlines are coming so fast yeah yeah they they recorded them quite early so I'm I, I can't do them because I'm at work but I think I'm on the one I think there's one tomorrow going out tomorrow so I'll be on that one oh nice nice good to see you on that as well right, if you liked what you heard today and would like to support the podcast please do so patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery the league is cccjk2 you can join that our website is fplsurgery.com we're on Facebook SoundCloud Reddit Twitter at fplsurgery and you can email me info at fplsurgery.com Good luck in your game weeks, everyone. Remember, the deadline is Tuesday, the 7th of July at 5 o'clock. And Stefan? Up the pod. Up the pod. Ass. Ass. Ass.
Of the pod. 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 Of the p